Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. We're going to look today at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We'll start at verse 17. We'll go on from there. But we want to look at this as God has said, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. It is so important for us to understand that when we are in Christ, we are a brand new creation. We're not our old self cleaned up. We're not our old self buffed up. We're not our old self with a paint job. We are a brand new creation. And I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and I used the example. If I had a junky car, just an old car in my backyard, and the paint was shot, the engine was running on like one cylinder, so when you started, it'd go, <laughs> it, would, it would go, but it would barely go, and smoke would come out of it. And the seats were shot, the interior was no good, the suspension was no good, the brakes were no good. I mean, that whole car was just about ready to fall apart. And then I took that car to the best auto body place in Chico and said, I don't want to spare any expense. I want the best paint job you can give me. And they could give me the best paint job in the world so that when you looked at that car from a distance, you'd say, man, that is a sweet ride. That is my car. I just got to have that car. But guess what's going to happen when you go to start it up? It's going to go, put, 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 and it's going to have a terrible interior, and the brakes aren't going to work, and nothing's going to work on it. But the outside looks good, but it's still that same old car. Well, you know what? We can try to work on the outside of people, but we can't do anything about the inside. God himself says, though, that when we are in Christ, when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, in Christ in you, the hope of glory, when he is in us, we are a brand new creation. We're not just got a little paint job on the outside. We are brand new. Nicodemus says to Jesus, how can a man go back in the womb? Because as Jesus is talking to me about being born again, Nicodemus realizes all the sins he's done. He realizes how he's messed up. He says, how can a man go back in the womb? And do it all over again. How can you have a second chance? As you said, you need to be born of the Spirit. And you will be a brand new creation. And that's what God is telling us here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are a brand new creation. You're not just the old you shined up. You're not just the old you looking better or acting better. You are a brand new creation. All this, he says, is from God. And there's the key. You become a new creation through the power of God. Not through the power of a man, not through the power of yourself. All this is from God. You become a new creation through the power of God. Think about excommunication. I think we talked about this a couple months ago. No man puts you in to the book of life. The lamb writes your name in the book of life. You can't write your own name. 
Nobody can write your name for you, no human being. The Lamb writes your name in the book of life. It comes from God. No man can take your name out. Amen. So it doesn't matter what you do or might, no man can take your name out. They can try to erase that. They can get the biggest eraser they ever found. They can even try to rip the page out. No man can take you from the book of life. When I hear about people, they're going to be excommunicated. They're going to be removed from the church. They're going to be removed from the body. And it's like. Well, basically, you know what they're saying. You can't come to this building no more. Right. But I mean, that, that, but I know a lot of people actually believe that they've just taken you from the right. family well, of God. Right. Well, they, they, that's what they make you believe. But they can't put you in the family of God. Right. And they, they can't kick take you out. you out. Oh, wow. And so all this, he says, is from God. All this new creation that we are, this new creation that you are, if you're a believer in Jesus, comes from God. It doesn't come from a man. It comes from God. And he has reconciled us to himself through Christ. Now, I want to skip down to verse 20. Well, let's look at verse 19 because that's good too. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. I can look back in my life and I realize I might have committed a sin or two. I can realize that I might consider might have sinned three or four times. I can look back yesterday. <laughs> and we look at our life I can look and we back say, yesterday. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I wasn't quite as good as I remember I was. And we realize that we were sinners. And yet, what does he say? That God was not counting men's sins against them because of our faith in Jesus Christ. When you are a brand new creation, when you have accepted Jesus into your life, God is not going to count your sins against you. It doesn't matter how many times you lied to your parents. It doesn't matter how many times you lied to your friends. It doesn't matter how much you gossip. It doesn't matter how much you stole. It doesn't matter. None of those things matter. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, he does not count your sins against you. They are as far as the east is from the west, and he remembers them no more. I want to go back to this new creation. You're a new creation. And I'm just going to start right there. When you get saved, born again, you get a new spirit. The spirit, your spirit, which was dead, is now alive to God. God can now speak directly to your spirit. Spirit to spirit. That's what it means. That's why he tells you, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You don't get a new mind. That's why your mind remembers all that stuff. That's why it's got to be renewed. So you get a new spirit, and you got to understand this. That's why it's good to be in a good Bible-based church so you can get some understanding. Because you could be in that church where they're going to excommunicate you. <laughs> so you don't want to be there. You want to be in a good Bible-based church where people are teaching the uncompromised Word of God, the incorruptible seed, which is the Word of God. But I want to focus in on this scripture, Richard, and I'm going to get back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bounce from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm going to look at, start at verse 14. Look what he says. For the love of God, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 14. For the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. He's referring to Jesus. So you, you died. That old man died. Now look what he says. And he died for all. Oh, God so loved the world. He died for all that those who live shall no longer live for themselves, but for him, that's Jesus, who died for them and rose again. 
Now I'm going to go down to 20. So this is what it means to live for Jesus. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. Now you should be a representative for Christ. As though God is pleading through you, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. That's what we're telling everybody. And now here's the, here's the, the, the nail in the coffin. Verse 21. For he, Jesus, made he, God, made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us. Put your name right there in us. That we, that I put my name right there, might become the righteousness of God in him. See, we're in him, in Christ. And he's in us. That's why that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us and gives life to our mortal bodies through his spirit that lives in us. So you get a new spirit. And you got to understand now, you're an ambassador of Christ. Now, now you got to start developing that new spirit. Remember, because you're a babe in Christ now. So now you got to start developing. And how you develop yourself, a spirit man, is by the word. Jesus said, the words that I speak are spirit and they're alive. So now you got to feed on the word of God. And Jesus said this, man should, he said it is written. He got that from the Old Testament. It is written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. You're going to have to grow up and feed on, start off with some milk, because there's some milk in the word too, but there's some, a lot of meat too. So you're going to have to start feeding on the word of God. Feed on the milk, and then once you get mature, start feeding on the, the meat. And that's what's going to grow you up into the head. You're going to start thinking, acting, living, speaking, demonstrating the things that Jesus did as an ambassador. Well, what see, an ambassador that, does. Right. Well, you look at that verse 20 again. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. He's specifically talking about himself here in that we are making this as if though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So he is speaking to the church in Corinth. He says, we are God's ambassadors. It's as though God were making his appeal through us. Be reconciled to God. What we have to understand as Christians is we have that same authority. We have that same ambassadorship. We need to be imploring people to be reconciled with Christ the same way Paul was imploring the Corinthians. And all this is, is we part need of, to this do is, that this every is day. part of the Great Commission. Right. Go we and make to, disciples. We need to Go be doing tell this. people the good news. And as an ambassador, you know, you read that word ambassador. An ambassador has authority from their government to go and speak on, on their behalf. behalf. So yes. if, mm. if we were made the ambassador to whatever country, the president would give us the authority to speak on his behalf, on the behalf of the United States government. And we would use that authority, and the people would know we were speaking with that authority. Now, I'm going to sum this ambassador up with one scripture, Colossians 1.27. He said, this is the mystery. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now you're the ambassador, because Christ's in you. And that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now lives in you, which makes you an ambassador. You're a child now of the Most High God. Now, you got to agree with that and see yourself like that and act like that. You can't act like that every now and then. You can't right. go to church on Sunday, cuss on Monday. Go to church on Tuesday, fornicate on, go to church on Sunday, fornicate on Tuesday. You got to be single-minded and consistent in the things of God and growing. You got So to grow, the word of God is seed, which equates to a plant. If I want the plant to grow, I got to feed the plant. I got to water it. So the seed is the incorruptible seed is the word of God. That word that's planted in our new spirit, it's got to be watered. It's got to be nurtured. It's, we have to nurture it. We got to feed it some more word. You got to water it with some word. We got to, it's just like in a natural or regular plant. You got to, 
You got to do something with that plant every day. And that's what we have to do with our spirit. That's why Jesus said, don't just live by bread alone. Don't just feed your body natural food. Feed, feed your body natural food, but feed your spirit man spiritual food. Spiritual food for the spiritual man is the word of God. That's why the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You got to keep hearing or receiving or feeding on the word of God constantly. I said, I said yesterday at the service, Sunday at the service, you can't just, you feed, you don't miss a day feeding your body. A day. That's your homeless. Even the homeless in America eat five, six times a day. But you got to start, man should not live by bread alone. You got to start feeding your spirit because that's what's going to grow you up into a true ambassador where you have your identity is now in Christ Jesus. Your position is in Christ, and you understand that. So now you're not hung up on, well, my past or my color, my race, where I came from. You understand that through, like it says in Acts, through one blood, God created all people. See, and then you're not hung up on, I don't know what to say. What if I don't say the right thing, or what if I say the wrong thing? God will give you the words. You are his ambassador. He will give you the words. I know lots of Christians that are scared to speak. They're scared to tell people about Jesus because what if I don't know enough? What if they ask me something I don't know? What what if, what if? And so they hide that light under a bushel, so to speak, because of fear. But once again, we've not been given a spirit of fear or timidity, again, but if, a spirit of power. And if that's the situation, they need to take that word that you just declared. We have been given a spirit of fear, love, power, and something, and meditate on that. Bible right. says, I understand love, who they are. The scripture says, love cast out all fear. So now you got to meditate again. Meditate. Meditation of God's word is a spiritual process that causes a physical manifestation. It's going to tr- transform or change the way you think. When you st- that's why he tell you meditate or think on these things. Think on my word because that's going to transform what you believe. You ain't going to believe that anymore. You're going to believe this. You're yeah, going to believe, believe what he says. You're going to believe the word of God, which is the truth. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. And here's the thing about the truth. God's word is the truth. The truth is the highest form of reality. Well, you know, and just as you said, the truth will set you free. I think a lot of people, when they hear that, is like set you free from prison or something like that. Set you free from your fear. Set, set you-, you free from your doubt. Mm-hmm. All the anxiety. All those. That's what he's. Well, the truth will set you free from all of those things. So here's the deal, and I always say this. If 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 you say the truth sets me free, well, what keeps me in bondage? It must be the opposite of truth, the lie. And, and the Bible says, Jesus said Satan was the father of lies. He invented lies. Yeah, he's been doing so that. So now he again. does that. That's why the scripture tells you don't be, don't be conformed to this world because this world is designed to conform you to the lie. He says, no, 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 you're in the kingdom now. You've been conveyed out of the kingdom of darkness, which is full of lies, into the kingdom of light or the kingdom of my dear son, which is truth, which is light. See, in the world and the devil want to keep you in bondage in every way they possibly can. Yeah. And the truth. You'll keep some Christians there, too. Right. The truth will set you free. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. From fear, from anxiety, from all of those doubts. All the truth will set you free from all of it. And that's why you got to feed on the truth every day. Man should not live by bread alone. You got to feed on this truth because that's what's going to raise you up. Is that true? It's going to go from milk to meat. See, every then day you go you'll back get to strong, strong this, in the Lord. To this ambassadorship as though God were making his appeal through us. When somebody's an ambassador, 
they can go and when they speak, it's as if the president was speaking. You and I can go tell people the good news about Jesus. You and I can tell people about the truth will set you free. And it's just as if God was speaking it because the word is coming as the word of God. And not just you and I, but everybody listening who is a believer has this ability. I, you know, don't, don't think, boy, I sure hope I can somehow get them to come to church someday so they can hear about Jesus. You tell them about Jesus. You're an ambassador. I, I sure hope someday I, they can come to church and maybe everybody can pray for them. They might get healed. You can pray for them. You're the ambassador of God. It's as if the appeal is coming through God himself. You can speak with his authority and on not only things. that, as an ambassador, and again, the ambassador represents, like you said, the president, but it, it represents the whole nation. The whole government. As So we represent the government of God. Right. We the kingdom of heaven. When you're speaking <laughs> his words, you are representing him. And guess who's representing you when you're speaking it? The kingdom of God. The kingdom from heaven. It's behind you. I always use the example like the Verizon Network. You got the whole heaven behind you when you're saying... What you're supposed to say is a kingdom citizen. The scripture says it too. We're king, citizens of the kingdom. That's why people get caught up on the physical. No, you're in a kingdom. The truth is you're in a kingdom that's invisible, but there's going to be physical manifestation of it as you release it out your mouth. Because that's what an ambassador does. He's a spokesperson also for the government that sent them. So the whole government's got his back. And he ain't going to say nothing that the government didn't tell him to say. And I can't remember <laughs> who it was, but there is a, the Secretary of State in the 50s, and I don't know how true the story was, but this the story is told that he would bring every ambassador into the White House or into his office, and he had a big globe, and he would say, put your finger on your country. And some of them would put the finger on the country they were going to be the ambassador to. And he would say, no, this is your country, and he'd point to the United States. God and his kingdom are our company, our country. Right. The United States isn't our country. No, this is your mission field. Right. This God, is where you sit. God himself mm-hmm. and and his kingdom is our country. See, it's so easy to get confused and say, well, I'm being sent to China or I'm being sent to India or I'm being sent to where? That's my country. No, the United States is your country. We are have been put here to act as God's ambassador that he might speak well, through us. But our kingdom, our country, is heaven. Is heaven. When you get born again. Right. That's what it means to be born again. You've been born again from heaven now. Remember, Nicodemus said, well, how can I do this? You know, no. He said, that's what is born of the flesh is the flesh. That's what's born of spirit is spirit. You came now. That was a spiritual transfer that happened when you received Jesus as Lord and Savior. And again, you were saying earlier about, you know, you can pray for people. Well, as an ambassador, that's what you're supposed to do because he told if there's any sick among you. When you run across sick people, you go ahead and lay hands on them. Don't and you think, pray the prayer of faith. Right. And that prayer of faith from our kingdom, because ain't nothing but healing in our kingdom. Ain't, ain't nothing but health there and wealth and prosperity. So you just speak that and release it over. Just like Jesus, the centurion in Jesus. He knew where Jesus was from. He said, just, just speak a word from your kingdom into my servant. And I know it's a done deal. He's like, whoa, this guy got faith. This guy's a believer. And that's what he's telling us to be. Be believers Act like who you are. A friend of mine, Ken, went and wrote a book called Remember Who You Are. And again, with spiritual maturity and your faith being on fire, you're going to always remember who you are and the position you hold. 
your position is from, always from a heavenly perspective. The scripture says that we're seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now. Now. Ain't going to be. Later. He made us sit together with him in heavenly places. He's the head. We're the body. Wherever he is, we are. The head's usually on top. The body's in the middle. And then the scripture says he put everything under his feet. Well, the body's feet's under the body. So we're on top of it. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And you got to get a revelation of that. That's why every day you got to feed on the word, feed on the word, feed on the word. Your faith will be on fire. So when you go out your door, you understand that you're blessed going in, blessed coming out, blessed in the city, blessed in the field. You understand who you are and can't no devil in hell stop you because he told us this, that the gates of hell should not prevail against the church. Wasn't talking about a building, talking about us, right? the body of Christ. See, and that's why it is so important. So I'm going to say it again, that people realize that you can pray for people. You can speak God's word. You can tell people the good news. You don't have to hope they come to church some Especially Sunday. if you've been in a good Bible-based church that's been training you up because the pastors understand what they're called is to feed the sheep and train up. At, at Raymond Word of Faith, 574 East 12th Street, Chico, California, man, we train them up and send them out. We train them up. That's what we're doing. That's what, that's what if I don't do it, guess who's going to be held accountable? We are, Richard. If right. we ain't training them up and sending them out to go and do kingdom business, we're going to be head accountable. If we just churched them up and let them have a good time, made it out of a social club, and they just couldn't wait to get there as a social club, and we ain't trained them up to do kingdom business, Jesus said, wouldn't you know I'd be about my father's business? If we ain't teaching them how to be about kingdom business when they go out, ambassadors, we're working against the Great Commission, and the father's not pleased with us. Scripture says, Walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. Well, he's called us to do something, and that's why we got this broadcast. This is just an extension of what he called us to do. Right, and, that, and that's why it is so important, though, for every listener who is a believer to understand the power they've been given, to understand the call they've been given. You don't have to wait for somebody else to do it. You don't have to hope that someday mm -hmm. they come to your church and somebody talks to them. You can speak to them about the good news of Christ. Because you, you are the church going. You ain't going to church. You're the church going. Right. Go. He say, go into all the world. He say, go into all the world, lead them back and to the building. we talk all the time about the building. Yeah, yeah. He say, you know? that. He say, you go into all the world. We tend to think so, of the church as the building. But the church he, is the people. Here's the deal. When he says go, he says, and these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, they'll lay hands on the sick. In my name, they'll cast out demons. They'll do this, that, and the other. In my name, because he's the king of kings, lord of lords. We're the kings he's the kings of. We're his ambassadors. Remember, we're ambassadors for Christ. Oh, Christ is the king of this government that has a monopoly. There is, what do they call that? A dictatorship? That's what it is because you can't vote Jesus out. He always the king. Unto his government, there shall be no end. And we're in that. But the scripture says we're heirs with God and fellow heirs with Christ Jesus. So ain't no need of hating. And you know why well, I got to serve Jesus? You're an heir. It's, it ain't 50 50, it's 100 100. Just like with your spouse. It's 50, it's 100, 100. She don't got 50. Well, I, got I say that every morning I, I do. It's not a 50, 50 proposition. It's got to be 100, 100. 100, 100. With air with God, that's a good thing there. If he just said you're air with God, left it at that. He said, but now you're joint air with Christ. Well, we know joint air means uh, well, this is ours together. So now we're co-laboring with Jesus to heal hearts, save souls, and transform lives. We're ambassadors. That's what we go out and do. We go out and advance the, advance the kingdom of God. And we do it through miracle signs and wonders. That's why Christianity ain't no religion. Because it has proof. 
Paul said, my speech and my preaching are not just with enticing words of humor wisdom, but they are in the demonstration. I'm going to demonstrate what I'm talking about. And, and if it ain't no demonstration behind it, run. <laughs> I'm serious, run. It's got to be some demonstration, and even with the simplest, with love. If you're getting excommunicated, that ain't love. How can that's a whole nother story. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that ain't yeah, love. We're, we're, we're right. Right. That ain't love. How are you going to put somebody out of the household of God when you can't even get them in? They didn't come through your name. They came through Jesus. He's the door. How are you going to put them out? And see, and that's why Paul says, hey, hey some, you guys are arguing about who's greater, me, Peter, Apollos. He says, were any of us saved for you? Were any of us died for you? Did, did any of you come to faith because of us? No, he says it's all about Jesus. And the scripture says, if any of you have fallen, you who are spiritually mature, you restore such a one. We're supposed to be lifting people up if they fall, not kick them when they down. We don't, you know, we, we, we said it all the time. We don't want to shoot our wounded. No, we're to lift them up. Jesus gave us an example with the centurion as opposed to the religious cat. They both see this, seen this guy beat up. Got robbed and everything, left him dead. The religious guy, the guy that claimed he knew Jesus, turned his head and, and walked the other side of the way. The centurion had no relationship, no covenant. He went over there, passed the guy up, took him to the nearest Holiday Inn, paid for his stay, and then told the clerk, hey, on my way back through town, if he owe you any more, I'll pick up that tab too. Jesus said, which one of them showed him love? Yeah, which one was the neighbor? Which was the neighbor to him? So, okay, so back to examples for us. Ain't nothing in the Bible... Everything in the Bible is for our spiritual enrichment and edification. And you need to feed on it every day. We need to feed on it as ambassadors, as children of the Most High God, as saints, as part of the body of Christ, as Christians, as the church. We're supposed to feed on this word. They, actually, he told us even meditate on it daily and nightly and observe to do all that's written in it. And then you will make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. Good success comes from feeding on the word of God. And not just hearing it only, but doing it, like it says in James. That's how we're going to advance the kingdom. That's what's going to be fully pleasing to the Father. That's what's going to allow your faith to be on fire. And we can speak this as though God were making his appeal through us because he is making his appeal. He uses us. people. Right. Just oh. like the devil uses and, people. And God I uses guess that's us. That's a whole other show there. Because <laughs> when you look around at people and you say, man, if you want to mess something up, give it to people. And yet at the same time, God says, I'm going to use people. That's, and, that's and how he's going to mess your head up and use messed up people. Well, Cats like us. Cats like I mean, us. everybody is. That's what I mean. Hey, hey, he's going to use the Apostle Paul. We know he was messed up. Right. He's going to use Gideon. David. Oh, man. He used crackpots. But he's the potter. We're, all we have to do is stay in his hand. Hey, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. So we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927.
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.